All right, man, you ready to hit uh, back to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline? And by the way, that uh, hotline could be yours if the price is right. Yeah. Hey, we're on the air with Donna Stokes. Donna, are you there? Hello, Donna. Hey, good morning. Hey. How are you doing? Yeah, for sure. I'm doing great. (laughs) This is my friend Donna Stokes. Uh, We've known each other for a long time through what was formerly uh, ASA and now is Subala. We've done a lot of work together. Uh, But Donna is the uh, the CEO and the head of the DPS group in Montgomery, Alabama, right? Well, we're actually, we moved. We used to be in Montgomery, Alabama. Now we're in Wetumpka, Alabama. And um, yes, we've we've been in business for 18 years. Just celebrated our 18th anniversary, and and um, yeah, we Brock and I have known each other through a lot of uh, legislative initiatives and and uh, efforts to change the the retainage law in Alabama, which we were very successful with. So. Yeah. explain that a little bit. Uh, just what retainage is for people that may not be aware. Sure. Retainage in construction projects is where the general contractor and the owner uh, at times will hold a portion, normally uh, around 10% on most projects, uh, of the money that you bill the customer for. They'll hold that sort of as an insurance policy to make sure that you complete the project and you fulfill your warranty items and things like that. And they can hold the retainage for as long in some states. Uh, Alabama, I don't think, is that way. But in some states, they can hold the retainage um, up to a year after the project completes. And so, But normally, they hold it about 60 or 90 days or so. Uh, but in Alabama, there had been a discrepancy between um, the retainage law for private projects where a private individual is is building a project and public works projects where it was public money the the county government decides they're going to do a project and so we work to align those um retainage laws so that now the current law in alabama um through our efforts is that the owner an owner can only hold um five percent of the total project price through 50 percent of the project and then it's zero after that so it it saves contractors from having uh, 10% of their project, which in public works projects is sometimes your entire profit and, and can be into your uh, operating costs. Uh, but having that held all the way to be on the project being finished up to 90 to 120 days after that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Retainage is a big deal. And a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you, you know, every single pay application that you submit for work that was actually done and it was compliant and it mm-hmm. was timely, you don't get 100% of, uh, of your no. payment for that. They keep some of that back. And yeah, uh, you know, what's yeah. interesting going back to what I do a lot of times, which is review contracts. Uh, a lot of these mm-hmm. contracts still have 10% flat in it. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that often I identify and explain to people, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. often to their unknown discovery that actually this is, <laughs> this is twice the amount of the, the, uh, uh, the, the legal oh, yeah. maximum in the state of Alabama. You can't enforce yep. that, but yeah, Donna, listen, DPS yep. group, you guys have an interesting niche and it's not just the state of Alabama. Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, we are an electrical contractor. Uh, we also do security electronics and detention equipment uh, in jails and courthouses all over the country. Uh, I jokingly will introduce myself as the jail lady. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the woman owner of a detention contractor. We work exclusively. All of our projects for the last 18 years have been in jails, courthouses. Um, all the way from federal facilities down to little, small city facilities. 
uh, and we go in and we can do three different aspects of work. And in fact, that's just recently expanded. We've uh, expanded our offering into a fourth aspect of work on a on a detention project uh, to doing HVAC controls work. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, yeah, which is which is great, especially when you when you talk about. Uh, in the South, you know, we will do without a lot of things, but we're not going to do without air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Hey, how did you, how did yeah. you kind of get into that? I mean, did you, did you start your company and then find that as a niche, or did you just no. know about it and do it? <laughs> well, actually, I got into it because I sort of married into it. My husband, yeah. Scott Stokes, uh, who I love and adore. Has, um, <laughs> Great guy. He's been doing this. He's been in uh, contracting uh, since he got out of high school. He He was one of those kids that – he needed his college was sort of not for him. He was much more hands on and get out into the world and and so he started working as a, a helper electrician when he was fifteen years old. Oh wow! And uh, came up on his tools and was working in his twenties uh, for a, an electrical contractor. And they were doing some projects in jails. and And Scott just he's an incredibly intelligent person and and he saw like well you know hey I could. We can do that. That's not that different than what we're already doing. And he grew that gentleman's business a little bit and started doing some of those projects. And they took those projects on. And so when Scott and I got married in 2000, he was already in business with his brother and another friend of theirs uh, doing this. And, uh, and, and that partnership did what a lot of partnerships do. As soon as they start making money, there's there's arguments about how the money is going to be divided up. And so that company dissolved and Scott emerged with the rights to the company uh, after that. And when we got married, um, he said, you know, hey, and we, we did like a lot of small businesses. We struggled a good little bit. Uh, sure. The company in 2004 when we formed it was me, Scott, and, and one person. And uh, we grew from 2004, three people, including me, to now we're a company of 32 people. Uh, we went from our our first year in business. You know, we we struggled to to break three hundred thousand dollars that year in total revenue. So last year we had the best year we've ever had with four point two million dollars. So, yeah. um, hey, that's it's, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been an exciting adventure. But yes, I can I I, I can credit and, and alternately blame all of this on my husband. Uh, <laughs> we decided. We decided when when I came into the business uh, with him, it, in order to grow the business, we knew that's what it was going to take, that he could run the field and all the technical aspects, but he needed some some equal support on the business side, contracts, insurance, um, the, the HR portion of it, and uh, the accounting portion of it, and, and that was where I came in, and I took on, on those parts of it. And uh, together, and, and and honestly, I think all contractors need that. You have to have that business side of it, that business um, intelligence and initiative. You have to focus on that. I mean, you can be the best contractor in the world, but if you don't know to call somebody like Brock and have them read the contract that you got from a customer to make sure that you're not, you know, painting yourself into a corner, you'll go out of business. You know, you, you've got to focus just as much on the business itself as you do on the work the business does. We're on the air right now with Donna Stokes, good friend of mine, uh, the CEO of DPS yeah. Group. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. You you point out with uh, Scott's background, it's something that we've been pressing here on this show really from the start mm-hmm. is the importance of the trades, right? I, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, there, there's such, such an a, opportunity. Well, there is an opportunity. And, oh, yeah. and, and there's a, I think it's still a surprising 
uh, lack of individuals going into it. There's always been this oh, um, yeah. a stigma, I guess, about not going to college, but going into trades, but oh. more and more communities. I know the Hoover School System, they've got an entire program set up for people to go into the trades, but are, are you finding it difficult right now to find qualified oh, yeah. and willing electricians to help you guys out with these oh, projects? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, trying to recruit uh, people to our team and and we work very hard. I mean, with what we do, it, we're kind of a little bit of a hard sell for a for an employee because we're going to send you into a live, active, and occupied jail. <laughs> right, and right. Some people are like, "Oh, I'm not not real sure I want to do that," you know. <laughs> uh, but but there it is. It, it's a huge struggle right now to um, to get kids interested in going into the trades, you're seeing it some. Uh, I, I'm blessed to have two teenagers. I have a junior and a sophomore in high school myself. And, and talking to them and their friends and the teachers at their schools, um, it, it's hard to to get the idea that there isn't and there shouldn't be a stigma to going into the trades, to taking on a hands-on, uh, active, outside profession and that you can make a fantastic living there's still this misconception that oh you'll never make a lot of money if you do that um uh, there's plenty of (laughs) us out there that prove that that theory wrong oh my gosh Uh, there's a lot of kids i was blessed i went i'm a two-time graduate of auburn university war eagle and (laughs) and i taught there when i was in graduate school and i saw so many incoming freshmen and sophomores I was teaching basic American government. Everybody has to have that class. <laughs> I saw so many kids that college was not for them. Right. Their parents had told them they had to go to college, and they hated it. They hated sitting in class. They hated everything about it. And, and several of them, when you would talk to them, oh, I just want to go work on cars. I want to go be a contractor. I want to go you know, be a plumber. My uncle's a plumber. I work with him in the summer, and I just love it. And I was, I was like, well, why don't you go do that? I mean, if that's what makes you happy, you can make a living at that very easily. A good living. Um, oh, versus oh, yes. how many people? Are, yeah, how, how many people that that you uh, interacted with there in that position, and and multiplied yeah. by colleges throughout the country are going into oh, yeah. uh, to majors that really aren't going to provide a job opportunity. Versus folks right yeah. now, you, you know, I mean. W- w- <laughs> I have you, I have an electrical group, believe it or not, in Texas. I mean, they would do just about anything to get somebody who's a qualified electrician to help them out on these projects and would pay well. Yes, we are currently trying to hire an electrical superintendent, fill an electrical superintendent position for us, and we're paying electrical superintendents between $30 and $35 an hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's full benefits too, you know. I mean, yeah. when you're a con- when you're a superintendent, now granted, that's somebody with a lot of experience that's run projects before. But you know, you're you have a lot of benefits to that. Of you get provided a company truck that doesn't cost you a penny that you drive and, sure. and is yeah. yours to use and drive. And there, there's a lot of that. And kids, I think, are they they just have this concept of oh, I have to go to college. But I think we need to work a little bit too on the parents' ideas and expectations of what kids' futures should look like, but also reprogram the, the guidance counselors uh, across yes, the state sure. of Alabama to say, hey, 
yeah, college, you know, that's a great option if you want to do these types of things. But, you know, let's look at this also. You know, hey, maybe you want to go go learn, you know, how to be an HVAC uh, air conditioning person. Because we have a great uh, program here in Elmore County at our technical school um, for for that. In fact, I know the instructor, and, and he said, you know, I only – he said, I struggle – to have enough to even have our program every year. He said, because, you know, he said, I think it's a combination of kids don't know about it and they're not sure what that is. You know, sure, they, sure. they don't know anybody yeah. that does this, so they don't know. And I think there's some of that, you know, parents that, um, that were in my generation, where, you know, you had to go to college, you know, everybody went yeah. to college. But if they don't know somebody that's in the air conditioning business, they're like, oh, I don't know what that would be. I don't know what those people, you know, what you make, you know, how that works or anything. Sure. So they struggle to see the pathway for that. Yes. So I think a little better education on on how you do it and, and what that looks like would benefit people also. But, Absolutely. yes, we do struggle with that terribly. Well, it is a tremendous industry. But the, the funny thing to me, out of everything you've said here, uh, I've had an age now – where everything kind of runs together. And you said you got mm-hmm. married in 2000. I was like, God, they're like newlyweds. And then I sat here and went, man, that's 22 years ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 22 years ago. Yeah, well, hey, Donna. I hear a lot. Yeah, hey, well, we got to run and wrap up. Is there anything you want to uh, say as a parting shot? No, no, I just appreciate the opportunity. I had a great time talking with y'all, and, and uh, I hope y'all have a great rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. Say hi to Scott and the family. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, take care. I will. Thanks so much you for too. joining take us. Uh-huh. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Bye-bye. That's Donna Stokes, the uh, Super CEO nice lady. of DPS Group. And, you know, I like uh, kind of – well, first of all, I like the niche that they've developed. You know, what what, a, what an interest. I would think that it would be very interesting for people to want to go and do that kind of work in those kind of facilities. I mean, that's just not something you get to do very often.